Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. challenge my colleague from Florida to create a coalition that tries to actually get a victory for the American people. If he wants to have a personal thing with me going back and forth, he's entitled to, but I don't care about that foolishness. I want to win. That's Representative Byron Donalds, who wants to move forward with the continuing resolution to keep government open for another month while a deal is made. This continuing resolution, as described would cut everything except defense spending by 8% for like a month, right? For a month. It's not for forever. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's always a pleasure, guys. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. But the um, fellow representative from Florida he's talking about is Matt Gates, And Matt Gates is absolutely opposed to the continuing resolution coming uh, to the... Uh, side of Congresswoman Victoria Sparts in a pretty nasty back and forth that took place between the Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and Victoria Sparts of the Indiana Fifth. And he is on uh, Newsmax, and he's asked about this uh, comment from Representative Byron Donalds by Eric Bowling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is winning, staying open, spending more, is that really winning, Congressman? Let, let me assure you, I have no personal issue with Byron Donalds. I did oppose the continuing resolution because I would oppose any continuing resolution. I would oppose the greatest continuing resolution ever drafted if you have to cast one vote up or down on funding all of these disparate agencies of government, from the Department of Education to the Department of Labor to our troops and our veterans. So this isn't personal, but we have to now – Realize that Kevin McCarthy has put us behind the eight ball. We have had control of the House of Representatives for eight months, and we did not stay on schedule moving spending bills to advance our priorities and constrain the out-of-control actions of this Biden regime. And because we haven't done that, because we've failed, now everyone's back's against the wall. So the, the way out of that is not to revert to the old corrupt muscle memory of Washington, D.C. with continuing resolutions. The way forward is to have single subject spending bills, and we should start tonight. We should cancel every weekend. We should work 12-hour days if necessary. And then we have to deal with the leaders who put us in this bad spot in the first And he's going to get a lot of love for that. But subtext matters. And I am not saying that Gates is specifically wrong. It's too much spending, and you may, and I love the idea of single-issue spending bills as opposed to these amalgam-type bills. Certainly, we're about to see, no matter what happens, a spending cut across the board because the deal with McCarthy and President Biden was, hey, look, we won't put a number to the debt limit, but if we don't get these appropriations bills passed, 
Well, then we are going to institute a penny plan, and that penny plan is going to cut spending across the board by 1%. The continuing resolution isn't your thing right now because McCarthy pulled the vote. And he pulled the vote because he was going to lose the vote. But go back to Byron Donalds and Matt Gates. The subtext matters. They're both considering a run for governor. So positioning right here isn't just about the thing in front of them. It is about how they plan to engage with the people of Florida for a gubernatorial run. And it's interesting that both Gates and Donalds could be considering this. I mean, you understand that that is actually tacit endorsement for Ron DeSantis. Look at how popular he was in getting that re-election. Look at how the people responded to the things happening in Florida. This is a place that Republicans can keep for a good long while Even guys like Gates feel that they can bring those Republicans along. I personally think Florida would go more the area of Byron Donalds. But that's just a a personal take based on small bits of information. That could change. The subtext matters greatly. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. with Hammer and Nigel yesterday, uh, Tuesdays with Tony, and I always appreciate them having me on the show. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Uh, and it, 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 was, it was Nigel. See, it's not Hammer and Nigel, it's Hammer or Nigel. There's a lot of vacations that go on. I say this as a guy who has probably taken more time off this year than ever before in my career. Uh, and he asked me what I thought the top story of the year was. And I, I said, I, I still think it's the border. With everything that's going on, what's the biggest story? What is the number one story? And as I've said to you many times, I'm, I am convinced that it is the border. How could the border not be? Because everything else that we see in the main flows from it. We want to talk about fentanyl crisis and, and drug crisis. That's the border. You want to talk about what's happening, every story regarding New York. That's the border. You want to talk about international relations. That's the border. 
whether it be about South America or Central America or China. Yes, there are stories that have nothing to do with it, but the border is still the number one story in America. It is the biggest issue in America. It is the bipartisan issue of America. We can't solve this. That seems impossible to me. We aren't willing to solve this. Well, that's something very, very different. Not being willing to solve something is different than whether or not a problem can be solved. But it is within this context of the border that I come across this story from the Washington Times. The Department of Homeland Security is separating children from their families in border patrol facilities in Texas, saying the surge of migrants is too overwhelming to accommodate them all. Within that sentence, man, there's a lot to parse. But we don't start with the first part first, we start with the last part first. The surge of migrants is too overwhelming to accommodate them all. When we dropped Title 42 and decided to go back to utilizing Title 8 as a way of removing people from the country or keeping people from coming into the country, what we saw was a drop in immigration, illegal immigration. Those being two different things, by the way. We saw a drop. And people said, see, you worried for nothing. This administration, uh, the political left, cheers before there's something to cheer. And one could argue that the political right does that too. I, I think you could create an argument that people will cheer something in the second and then a minute later when things change, they're like, why are you living in the past? We, we're already past that subject. We're on to something new now. Why don't you do the work for the American people? It's like when the political left says, we don't think you should have a gas stove. And people are like, leave my gas stove alone. And the political left says, why are you always talking about gas stoves? Oh, you and your culture wars. Now they're appointing more people to do away with your gas stoves. This administration needs to be stopped. These people are just terrible. Just awful. Man, do they hate you and they want you to live in the freaking Stone Age. They really do. The surge of migrants is too overwhelming. I shared with you yesterday posts over at X, Twitter, from Bill Malugan. Bill Malugan with Fox News, who has been covering the border, he has been sharing the numbers, the levels of people that have been coming across thousands upon thousands, Border Patrol having to deal with 21,000. The highest of 2023. The, uh, as, as is reported, these border numbers are getting astronomically high and are fast approaching the all-time record numbers we saw in May. September numbers are on track to potentially set a new all-time record, and DHS, Homeland Security, still hasn't released August numbers, which will be 230,000, the highest of 2023. So when they moved from Title 42 to Title, to title 8, things did drop. Title 42 said, hey, we've got a health crisis. You can't come in the country. Title 8, which was the standard, I think, since the 40s, said if you cross illegally, we deport you. You can't come back for another five years. Some would argue actually a stronger bit of of the law to utilize. 
Well, it doesn't matter when you have, as we have discussed, millions of people in an immigration backlog. Millions and millions of people. This was the story out of the Wall Street Journal in March, and theirs was an update that I just did last month. The number of pending cases, people trying to get into the country, 2.1 million. That was March of 2023. If you're somebody who's crossing the border illegally, you're not going to get seen by a, a, a court, by, by a judge for years. So what? It, it, it makes sense for you to just come on in, claim asylum, even though you're lying and everybody knows you're lying and you're taught to lie by these non-governmental organizations who should be charged with treason and should be allowed nowhere near the border. For our security, these people can't be allowed near the border. Lying to people, teaching them to lie, it's, it's, it, it, it is, it's an assault on America. So anything that happens when Title 42 was sunset and Title 8 was returned to its, its place as the rule, that's over. So anything the administration wants to say about the border secure, the border safe, we're doing our job on the border, that's a lie. That's not happening. That's number one. Number two, the first part now. Remember, we did the last part first, now we're going to do the first part last. Department of Homeland Security, separating children from families. Children as young as eight, this is how the story is written, who are supposed to be kept in cells with their parents are instead being put into cells with unaccompanied children, according to a special monitor appointed by a federal judge to oversee border detention. Children younger than eight also may have been separated. We were told that Trump kept children in cages and Representative Ocasio-Cortez cried at the border like the little commie fraud she is. Sorry, facts are facts. Just going to leave it there. It's name-calling. You're right. Shame on me. You're right. Better that we have a member of Congress who lies about what's happening at the border and takes pictures that are all about posturing in front of no actual border. You're right. That's That's better. But where's the outrage? Children are being separated from their parents. We were told this was unacceptable. Where's the outrage? The outrage should be when American children who are black and brown and white and Asian and Hispanic and all sorts of things die from fentanyl, die from overdoses, are shot in turf wars, killed in turf wars, are, are when, when children coming across the border illegally are raped. That's where the anger should be. But that there's no anger that children are separated from their parents is just proof that a subject, the border that should absolutely be bipartisan, isn't. It is radically partisan. The people we've elected don't want to actually solve a problem. So don't be surprised at the silence on this subject. 
We're not doing anything tonight. I don't know. Everyone, everyone's got, you know, sometimes they got plans, sometimes they don't. Matt Bear has no plans. Matt Bear is going to just uh, keep his eagle-eyed perch over Mass Ave like Hawkeye in uh, in that. I don't know. What was that? Uh, well, what was the one with Loki in the te- Was that the Avengers movie? Batman. No, it was Batman. That's right. That's it. That's where he's going to be. Good show. Um, a night with IMPD SWAT is tonight at Blend Bar a Cigar. Uh, they, there's a group uh, called uh, the the what the, the the SWAT advisory board, the Indie SWAT advisory board. Uh, a bunch of guys, friends, who said uh, the the SWAT team, you know, they don't get paid extra, and they have to buy their own equipment. It's nuts. The SWAT team buys their own equipment. So they put together this group to raise money for Indianapolis SWAT. And they do this thing. Last night they had the civilian SWAT experience. You literally go through some of the SWAT training. And tonight, it's a night with IMPD SWAT. It's 6 to 10 at Blend Bar Cigar. They're in Indianapolis. It's a $100 donation. Uh, You'll be able to uh, then smoke cigars and, and hang out and... And and talk with, with with some of these guys. There'll be some snacks. There'll be some 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 beverages. You buy a you buy a drink. You'll have a cigar. You make your donation. Be supportive. So that is tonight at Blend Bar Cigar from six to ten. I will be there for a while, uh, and uh, look forward to seeing you there if you want to hang out on Tony Katz today at noon. Matt Bear, I want you to take note of this. I want this written down. Oh, okay. I'm going to share with you the dumbest thing ever said. Oh, I love it. I, I, it, it, it is. And you say to me, what did Kamala Harris say? And I'm here to tell you that it wasn't Kamala Harris. <laughs> and then you'll say to me, okay, what did Pete Buttigieg say? <laughs> and I'll say to you, oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not Pete Buttigieg. And you say to me, uh, well, it must be Joe Biden. Joe Biden says a lot of dumb things. Name me one. It's not Joe Biden. <laughs> it is not Joe Biden. Today, on Tony Katz Today, at noon, I will share with you the dumbest thing ever said. I'm going I'm to need, I, I think I'm going to need theme music for this. You've got to do this up. I mean, this has got to be a big thing. I'm serious. Like, I'm going to need some kind of of theme music to 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 make this happen i don't i don't know i don't know how i don't right it's it, it, yeah. it's like ladies and gentlemen and now the dumbest thing i'm trying ever to ever said <laughs> i was waiting on it right <laughs> i <laughs> there might be a copyright issue there uh-huh. we may have a problem yeah oh yeah uh, Jonathan, you have work to do. <laughs> I, I need it's it. I can, I can't believe it. I listened to it during the break. I can't believe it. I thought it was part of a routine because it comes from a comic who I used to love. But eventually, everybody goes crazy. Eventually, everybody loses their mind. It's the money or the fame. I don't know what happens. Eventually, people who who, who get a lot of either or both all of a sudden decide that the problem is you're not nice enough. 
Whatever they did to get to the top and all the dead bodies left in their wake. That's, what, what are you looking at that for? Why aren't you nicer? I'll share it. It's the dumbest thing ever, ever said. I, I'm telling you, you're going to be hard-pressed to find something dumber. Hard, hard, hard-pressed. I'm putting my marker down. This is it. This is it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Out of the New York Post. From Miranda Devine, who does a lot of investigative work over there. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. She writes, the FBI lost count of how many paid informants were at the Capitol on January 6th. I'm sorry. How is that something you lose count of? And exactly how many is that? How many paid informants could that possibly be? How many people were there on January 6th? What the heck is this? You know, you and I both know because we always are reporting on the data and not reporting on the narrative that of course there were feds in and amongst the crowd on January 6th. We have seen the federal government infiltrate in all sorts of places, and very often they're the ones guilty of ginning up the uh, the the issue. Uh, we've seen the things in Michigan and other places. This is one of the great examples of why trust in the institutions is so is so far gone. How how could one trust these things, these people, these places? But as Miranda Devine reports it, they had so many paid informants that they lost track of the number, had to perform a later audit to determine exactly how many confidential human sources run by different FBI field offices were present that day. And at least one informant was communicating with his FBI handler as he entered the Capitol, according to someone who was formerly in charge of the Bureau's Washington field office. Now, of course, this brings about a question. And the question is, well, if the issue with the people who have you have sent to jail, federal government, is because they engaged a riot or instigating one, well, what about these people? Why exactly were there so many people? What did we just do? Now, if you say to me, you're not allowed to say that, that's an insinuation, how dare you? I'm asking the question as clear as day. What's the point of this? What's the point? You gin people up, they go to jail for 20 years, and you're like, job well done. Let's go get a Michelob Ultra. I could have said Bud Light. Bud Light would have been funnier in that in that regard. 
I think Michelob Ultra had more punch, but Bud Light would have been funny. Next time, note to self, next time, go with Bud Light. If you argue that they were there to try and stop anything bad from happening, well, mission not accomplished. But what exactly, for what reason, were they there? It's a legitimate question. According to the reporting, the FBI spends an average of $42 million each year in payments to confidential human sources. And I'm not arguing that there isn't a value. That's not my argument. If you tell me that the FBI is conducting investigations and breaking up bad cells, groups, attempts at danger and damage, um, that that's not a problem. As long as there are warrants, as long as they're following the law, you're not going to hear me argue these things. But I want to know how many is so many. I want to know exactly how many paid informants. Because it's one thing to say, my gosh, they had a lot of paid informants. Is that nine? Would you consider nine too many? All right, how, how about 49? Is that too many? Okay, how about 490? What I'm telling you is I don't know the number. I want to know the number now. I want to know in, in, in many respects how our FBI works. And if you tell me I don't get to know that, I'll tell you, well, then we have a problem. We have a problem if we have an organization that has decided that they alone are here to protect us, whether we like it or not, whether we like how we're protected or not. My military is civilian run. What is the argument here that somehow we don't get to know? I don't have to know about every investigation. I don't. But when we see this, we have to ask whether the FBI is actually doing the job of keeping the country safe or it's doing the job of creating moments for those with political desires to act. And you say to me, Tony, that is awfully conspiratorial. And I'll say to you, like I've said many times, I do not have a conspiratorial bone in my body. Don't blame me for noting how these people work. Don't blame me for understanding history. Don't blame me for being able to understand that two plus two equals four, that there are four lights and something's rotten in Denmark. I don't know how many is so many when we talk about uh, informants there on January 6th. What I do know is maybe for the sake of the Republic, an audit is necessary. And maybe the FBI should get back to the investigative work and they shouldn't be carrying guns anymore. Remember that used to happen? Yeah, good times. Good times. Should have used Bud Light in the joke. Dang it, that's going to haunt me.